And I guess I really realized that at that moment. I was like, I'm really, this isn't about learning anymore. This is about just the grade. Just being able to look at my portal and feel good about myself. Like, it's a self-esteem shit. to deep space podcast i'm maria and i'm alejandro and in today's episode well i guess i should probably preface this by saying i just finished doing 12 hours of accounting because i procrastinated a little bit and i didn't realize how long it was gonna take me to finish all the homeworks and then you know that got me thinking i was like is life really just all about doing homework <laughs> i don't know i feel like when you're doing homework for that long like you know i started the day at like 10 a.m i looked out the window and it was still light outside and i saw like the whole day pass by me and you know i sat in one place or i guess i moved around a little bit but i did one task for over 12 hours so it felt like like I was in a time capsule, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was like hyper-focusing on my homework, and then all of a sudden it was night, you yeah. know? So I, And I saw like the whole day just like pass like in a time lapse. Yeah. You know? And it was so weird. Like whenever I was experiencing that, because I mean, I've done a lot of homework before, but never where it's like 12 plus hours straight. Right. Like, the only time I took breaks was, like, going to the bathroom or eating. I didn't even change out of my clothes. I didn't shower. I didn't brush my teeth. Like, as soon as I woke up, like... Grind time. Yeah, grind time until, you know, midnight. Mm. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was crazy, but... I don't know. It gave me a lot of perspective. Because I was, like... You know, grades are very important. And it made me think about what my life is really about... Mm-hmm. You know, because I care about my grades, but when you're, like, you're, my grades aren't everything, you know? Right. And then, you know, you realize how important your time actually is mm-hmm. when you're doing homework for such long periods of time and you're, like, I don't know, in that moment I really was, like, is education really worth my time right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, my youth, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. And I love education. And I love accounting. I love learning accounting. It was just like, when you're doing homework for that long, and learning for that long in like this hyper-focused state, you're just like, your brain like, melts and... <laughs> you just want to go out and to like, do something that doesn't require your brain. Like, like, I don't know, like a party or maybe just spending time with friends. You know, the weird thing is, I didn't really feel like that. Mm-hmm. Because I was, like, doing it, and I enjoyed doing it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Right. Like, while I was doing it, like, I didn't sense the time passing by. Mm -hmm. It was not until after I had, like, near, like, the end of the two hours that I was working on it um, that I really... Like, near the end of the last two hours. Oh, Yeah, that's what I mean. um, Of my whole, like... Yeah time of doing homework um that I really felt like I was like oh damn I've spent all day here Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it was crazy because I saw you know my dog walk in and out multiple times like like yeah like literally a time lapse yeah it was like a time lapse I was like damn (laughs) but 
you know, it's weird because after I finished my homework, you know, after, because it was all at midnight, like, after it was, like, 12.10, I felt, like, so much relief, but the stress was still there. So I took a shower, and I listened to music, and, like, the dopamine from listening to music has never hit as hard as in that moment. <laughs> I don't know what it is about, like, doing homework for a long time, and, like, being able to relax and just, like, listen to something as simple as music that, like, gives you so much life. It's like the music is the reward, almost. Yeah. And, like, eating is the reward, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, basic things that you wouldn't even consider as a reward in your daily life. You know, people listen to music all the time, and they mm-hmm. eat, and they pee, and they do these basic things, and they don't think of that as a reward. Right. You know? But, like, when I was doing the work, like, like the homework, that was, like, my reward in my brain I was like doing homework and I was like okay if I finish this much homework like I can go to the bathroom (laughs) or like I can eat you know right it was like things like that um and then I was like thinking about like oh my god like is this how like you know like I was thinking about like workaholics you know and how Mm. like they see their worth and like how much work they can get done right and I don't know I guess when I was doing that much homework I was really contemplating a lot of my life choices (laughs) but it made me feel good about myself you know because like doing that much work like I and after you finish all that it makes you feel good right you're like oh my gosh I did that you know and you feel like you can do anything and you have like the attention span of like god yeah it's you know I guess to a little bit of background like like, you used to be the person that you couldn't sit in a single place to study for more than 30 minutes. We used to have to visit, like, yeah. two libraries and three coffee shops a day for you to, like, yeah, you know? Like, and so for you to have, or, like, skip basically from there, where you, you've slowly built up your tolerance, but... Yeah, it's definitely... I still get like that with certain subjects. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. also depends on the subject. Right, right. Like, accounting is a subject that I kind of really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind spending a long time on that, you know? Right. But put me to do calculus for long periods of time, I'm going to take a lot of breaks. And I'm yeah. going to procrastinate, and I'm not going to want to do the work, you yeah. know? And I'm going to want to move around a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Calcul- Ten minutes of calculus, you're already out. It's crazy. Dude, yeah. I don't know. My brain is just... Ugh, the concepts. It's because, like... Yeah, like we talked about earlier, um, mm-hmm. the foundations of learning Mm -hmm. you know with calculus and math like it builds on each other like algebra and then um pre-cal and then calc and then calc two and then you know like builds on each other you know it also needs fundamental like understanding geometry and stuff like that like you can't yeah really skip anything yeah so for me anytime that i sat down to do calculus all I saw was all the work that I would have to do just for one problem because I didn't have that good foundation. Right. I wasn't just learning calculus. I was learning all the algebra behind it and all the reasons why, and it was yeah. miserable. Because, you know, I think I really enjoy accounting because it's very simple math. Right. Like, very simple. Like, you might do some algebra, but it's, like, super, super simple. And it's, like, at the... It's, like, you already have the fundamentals of, like, business, mm-hmm. the fundamentals of, like, the math you need so it's like you're you're doing something new with all the fundamentals you already have and yeah. you're expanding you know it's like it feels nice to like be able to learn something that you can feel like you can do something with yeah 
And also, I feel like when... I think the moment that you start feeling hopeless is the moment that you get lost. Mm -hmm. When you're learning a subject and you feel like you're getting lost, like, that's when you start feeling, like, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. You know, because it's fun, you know, for me, it's, like, I like a challenge. Like, I think it's fun, um when they give me a problem and I don't know how to solve it, I have to try to solve it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's fun whenever I'm given a problem and I'm not given any of the tools to solve it. Right. You know, it's like you give someone, like, theoretical math and they don't even know algebra and it's like, solve this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, that would take so much time. Yeah. They could do it, but it would take, yeah, it's just not realistic. Right. So for me, it's kind of like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, with accounting, I feel like you don't need a lot of the basics, basically. You don't need, like, fundamentals. It's just kind of like... Right. Or at least the fundamentals aren't as much. Yeah. But you're and saying... as Yeah, and as long as you, like, follow through with it, it's like... Yeah. Like, you can totally, you know, learn everything. Yeah. But yeah, basically, like, it kind of helps you just, like, kind of, like, sit there for a long periods of time. And yeah. you, you were talking about how it made you feel good. But at the same time, you were also talking about, like, the feelings of, like, how you feel like you're maybe not losing time. But, like, what did you kind of mean by that? Yeah. I was, like... So, I was in this, like, trance state, you know? Because Called flow. Yeah, flow. I was in that when I was doing accounting, Mm -hmm. and that's how I was able to do it for so long, because it was just like, okay, next, next, next. Right. Um, And after you get out of that, it feels good, you know, because now you're out of the wave. It's like you were in the wave, and now you're out of it, and now it's like, oh, that feels good. Right. And everything else just feels so much better. And it's different than, like, a crash land, you know? Yeah, it's like being out, um, like... Like, going on a run and right. finally being able to go home and take a nice shower and rest. Yeah. It's like that. You still feel your heart pumping, but you feel mentally calm. Right. Or, like, you're like, okay, the storm is over. Mm-hmm. Even though the storm might have not been bad. Like, maybe you, en- you enjoy running and maybe, like, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, ex- like, it's a different state of being, basically. Would you say it made you feel alive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I feel like this is like things probably people have contemplated when they're like doing insane amounts of homework, like <laughs> medical students and stuff. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, I definitely felt like maybe not to that extent because I do it every day and I only did it like one one yeah. time, but it really got me thinking. I'm like, you know, as much as I love learning, like. And that was really enjoyable while I was doing it. I felt like I let my life pass by me. Mm. I don't know. It made me a little bit, like, like sad, you know? Right. I saw all these things passing around me, and I was just still on my homework, on my homework, you know? Right. It made me sad. And then I started thinking about, like, how sometimes I take my grades a little too seriously. Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, you need to do good in school and, like, take care of school and take your grades very seriously. But, like... I've kind of realized, like, the more that I grow up, that maybe that's not the best advice. Yeah, like, you need to take them seriously enough to where you're not shutting opportunities for yourself, but... 
Yeah, like where you're still learning the material. Right, but like, I do agree that like many times, you know, it's a, you, you get a lot of students that are either they care too much about them or they completely don't care. And then there's some people that mm. get good grades, but they still don't care. Kind of like, low-key, that's kind of sometimes what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of thinking behind it, but we don't have to go into that. Mostly yeah. just like, I do enough to get a desired grade. But I still don't really care about the grade. I'm just, you know, yeah. dealing with the fact that I have to care about grades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, it's like, when I didn't care about grades, like, I just didn't care about grades. Right. You know, it was like a way to cope. But mm-hmm. then when I did care about grades, I cared about them too much. Right. And that's what I'm realizing. Like, maybe, like, the two extremes aren't good. You know? Because, like... I don't know. I would, like, you know, like, take a quiz, and if sometimes, like, you get multiple tries on a quiz. Right. And if I didn't get, like, sometimes I would get, like, 95s on the quiz, and I would take it again. Yeah. I would take it again because I'm, like, I need the 100. Yeah. Like, five extra points. And, like, I would do all the extra credit. Like, I would freak out if I had, like, anything below, like, a 93 on any assignment. Dude, one time you got mad at me for... Because we had the discussion about, does one point really matter? Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. And I guess just, like, doing this homework made me realize that, like, is it really worth getting that extra point or two points for the equivalent of 40, 50 minutes of my life? Right. Because, I mean, while I was doing the homework, they have quizzes on there that you can take again. And um, on one of the quizzes, I got an 80. And, mm-hmm. like, in my brain, I'm like, I have to get it. I have to do it again, right. you know, to get a 100. And I would, like, normally I would do it until I got a 100. Right. So it wasn't about learning anymore because it was the same questions. It was just about the grade at that right. point. Um, it was kind of like competition. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I kind of realized... Um, in the middle of me, like, retaking that quiz, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't gonna be the difference between me getting a good grade or me getting a bad, like, failing. I'm doing great in the, like, I have a 98 in the class. <laughs> like, what am I doing, you know? And there's so many assignments that it wouldn't even really matter if I got an 80 on one quiz, you know? Right. And... You know, that quiz, the first quiz that I took, took me, like, an hour. So to redo that again, that's another hour. Just for what? Like, 30 extra points, maybe? Not even because it was an 80. Yeah, not even. Like, and that quiz wasn't even worth that much. Right. So it probably would have been, like, 0.3% of my overall grade. <laughs> like, waste one hour of my life for 3% or 0.3% of my overall grade. Right. Like, that is extreme. And I guess I really realized that at that moment. I was like, I'm really... This isn't about learning anymore. This is about just the grade. Just being able to look at my portal and feel good about myself. Like, it's a self-esteem shit. Yeah. Like, I, like, have low self-esteem in regards to, like, feeling incompetent or something, you know? And so I feel like I have to prove myself with getting, like, extremely crazy... Like, yeah, like good flying. grades. Yeah, like yeah. Cause like maybe that's gonna make you make the insecurity go away. Cause you have high grades. Yeah, to the point where like I would like, 
message my professors mm-hmm. for like five extra points. Right. Yeah. I remember last semester, um, like my history professor, she gives out points to anyone who gets above eighties on quizzes and I would get quiz like a hundreds on every quiz and I never I didn't get the extra credit for one one of the assignments. And I messaged her, like, right away, and I was like, I didn't get it, like, I'm gonna fail, like, you're having a mental breakdown over literally extra yeah, credit. You got very angry at her. Dude, I did. But at least you liked her, so you didn't, you know, completely get to Superman, but yeah. Yeah. I think how she responded was really well, because mm-hmm. um, she brought, like, more sense into it, because she's like, you have a really good grade in the class, like, you don't really need the extra credit, but if by the end of the school year, like, I'll, like, add it to your grade. You know? Yeah. So it kind of eased a lot of my anxiety. Because, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice to see, like, A's instead of the actual number. Because then I feel like I would be a lot more mm-hmm. perfectionist about it. Right. You know, if I actually saw, like, the number yeah. on my transcript. Because then I'd be like, oh my god. Honestly, that's that's kind of how I think about grades now. It's... Yeah. I, I do... Like, there's this concept that we, we learned about a while ago. It's called mandatory minimum. And so I, like, I do it with time. It's basically, like, how much do I need to do to meet a goal I have today or meet a goal I have in the future, right? Now, I'm not saying I'm going to lowball it, but I'm going to say I'm not going to do, I'm not going to overdo it. You know what I mean? Yeah, So it's exactly. like, I'm going to commit myself to doing at least this much. If I can do more, great. But, you know, when it comes to grades, like... You know, obviously I'm shooting for A. Obviously I'm shooting yeah. to be marketable to scholarships, to, you know, et cetera. But at the same time, I got to be realistic with myself and, like, and recognize that I, you know. Yeah. Like, something's got to give. And if I'm not going to give my grades or my time or something, I'm going to give. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, your mental health is going to suffer. Right. And so, so I've started to kind of, like, you know, like, I hide... You know, I, I do certain tactics, like, whenever I'm looking at grades, I translate the number into a letter grade. And usually letter grades used to be scarier for me, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning how to be okay with a B. B. I'm not, I don't, I'm not even saying B plus or A, you know, I'm just saying A, B, C, you know, like... Yeah. B and A, like, functionally, they're amazing. You know, like, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, an Ivy League, like, mass, you know, I'm not shooting for, like a master's in like the most expensive place ever you know so like do i yeah. really need to look like you know the shining the shiniest butt out there no yeah I, I i need to do enough for what i reasonably want to do for myself so what's my mandatory minimum you uh-huh. know and because you also got to live your life exactly it can't just be you know and even if you were shooting for, like, an Ivy League, right. they don't just want to see good grades. Right. They want to see someone like, that's involved on campus, someone that is active in their community. Like, right. everyone gets good grades. They want to see more than that. Right. And, like, it's really funny. We, we watched this movie like, a while ago. It was 21. It wasn't necessarily the greatest, but it, I really liked how they focused on, you know, you have a school of everybody's the best in their school, you know, from where they came from. And, you know... You're, they're they're all applying for this one really prestigious thing, and you know they don't ask him well how many what grades you have like, you know all the metrics everybody already meets them you know president of this leader of this, insane grades, it's like, you know they ask them like okay, what stands out about you in your life, you know which is a completely sideways question if you think about it these people spend their lives, 
you know, as you did 10, 12 hours every day perfecting their grades, mm-hmm. putting their time into something to make themselves more marketable. But then you ask them, like, you know, beyond all these shiny things you've put under you, on you, what is under all of that, you know? And you sometimes yeah. find shells of people, you know, people that haven't even done the fun- the fundamental of, like, trying to think about their passion, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I started realizing. Right. That's why I think it was such a, like, weird moment for me. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh my god, like... I'm just a shell of a person. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like. Right, right. I'm like, all I do is grades, and I mean, I'm trying to do more than that, and not try to be as like meticulous about right. one point. But it's, it's like, it's a way to shield yourself, you know. Yeah. When people don't want to credit you or don't want to hear you out, like, it's like a way to be like, I'm smart. I get good grades. Right, like you know, when you that's not really equivalent sometimes. Right, like instead of you proving it by your own self, you try to have these things that prove it for you. you know yeah, I mean? or as a way to be able to talk. Right. To even like have a say at the table, right. you have to show that you're worthy. Right. You know, Ugh, society. Right. Makes us think that we have to be worthy to be heard. I will say something like. I guess, like, a comment about, like, shell of a human, it's, like, it's not necessarily that, like, there's nothing there. It's just we give so much mental real estate to these things mm-hmm. that, you know, we just don't have the space to develop other things, you know? And now, yeah, the scary, like, I'm actually reading this book, and it's signifying the importance of the subconscious and development and how there's three modes of thinking. One of them is slow. It happens over days and weeks, not hours, right? And our default mode of thinking is logic and rational, right? But this this one is, like, it's the relaxed one. It's the one where, like, you're thinking about things that you can't even put names to. You know what I mean? And that's that's part of development, you know? And when you give a lot of that real estate, you force it to be active thought. You know, if you make all of your time active thought, rational thought, for the things that you're deciding to give real estate to, you're not developing in the background. You're not growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's scary, you know? And so, like, that... You might not be an empty shell, but at the end of the day, you're not able to enumerate who you are. You're not able to communicate that. Yeah. I feel like... Like, what you're... Kind of going off of what you're saying, like, when you try so hard, you end up just remaining stagnant. Right. You know? I don't know. I think that's cool, like, the subconscious thing that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, like, the first thing that popped into my mind was dreams. Yeah. And how, like, dreams kind of speak to you. Like, it's your subconscious telling you what you need or what, you know, is wrong. Or, you know, if you're anxious, you're having nightmares or, you know, whatever your anxieties are manifesting into your dreams. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like you said, if you're using, like, your whole mental power for a certain task... Um, it can be really hard to grow. You yeah. know, you think you're moving forward by trying harder, but you're actually just running in still place. Right, and you're 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 taking out all the steam from yourself because yeah. the thing is, like, life isn't meant to be lived in in that constant work mode. You know, 
But whenever we do live it in that mode, we teach ourselves that this is how life is supposed to be lived. Yeah. And so then we start dreading living because we've convinced ourselves that this is how we live. Yeah. And then you're praised by people around you and they're like, oh my God, you're so smart. You get good grades. They're yeah. like... Or they're like, you're such a good worker, like... Right. You know, because you're praised by the people around you, you think you're doing something good. Mm-hmm. When it's, like, just the hustle mentality that everyone has, you know? Yeah. It's like, wake up and work 18 hours a day to <laughs> make so much money. Don't wipe your butt. <laughs> <laughs> just go make some money, like... Right. Ugh. I don't know. I guess the more that I grow into who I am, the more I realize that... Time is the most important thing that I have, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how am I going to choose to spend that time? Right. Am I going to choose to spend it on a desk, like doing homework all day or working 18 hours a day to be a millionaire by 30? Like, no. Right. That sounds good in theory, but... But if it's not you... Yeah, and I mean... You know, everyone wants to be a millionaire, but the people that, like, are actually millionaires have to work very hard, you know, and sometimes it's, even if you do work really hard, you have to get really lucky. Right. Kind of like, um, in the book Outliers. Right. (laughs) Um. We talk about books, by the way. (laughs) Yes, we love reading books. Um, and, like... You know, people look back and they're like, I really wasted my youth trying to be a millionaire, you know, right. and they're miserable. They have all this money and now they're just like, "Right." well, what did I really work towards? They just worked for the money. They didn't let the money kind of work for them. Right. And now they're just like, well, you know, and I don't really want that to be me. I don't want to be this like workaholic or this person that's just like is working for something superficial like that. Right. You know, like, I want to be deeper than that, deeper than that. I want to develop my skills, and I want to learn more about myself every day. And, I mean, it was kind of nice putting myself through that because I was able to realize. Right. You know, like, I've heard it, and people have told me, but, you know, when you only see the good outcomes of it, you're like, how could this be wrong? Right. But then when you finally, like, I guess I had, like, an aha moment. Yeah. Where I was like, oh my gosh, I wasted an entire day doing homework. I guess it was kind of my fault because I procrastinated, but like... The point you're making is like, you had a realization through this. This was a lesson somehow. Exactly. And everything is a lesson if you really think about it. Yeah. But I just really, it really hit me then. I was like, because I had never spent that much time doing homework like straight. Yeah. You know, usually I break it up within a couple days. Mm -hmm. But it just, it really hit me, dude. I was like... This is, it felt nice, you know, like the rush yeah, and the, you know, feeling the praise, the praise for myself for being able to do that thing. Yeah. But then, you know, the next feelings were very like, like, what am I doing? Like very existential right. <laughs> questions. Like, you know, I just spent 24 or like 13 hours. Right. Um, tied to a desk I don't know I feel like this is like the stuff that people get when they start working in a corporate job you know they're just like what am I doing I got that so for me the hardest year of my schooling has by far been hopefully it's not this year that's coming up it's my last year of 
college, but it, my hardest year was junior year of high school. Um, we went to big school and very competitive, and I was trying to be a high flyer, uh, getting into these schools that my friends were getting into. Um, and dude, I was working so hard. Oh, junior year of high school. Yes, junior year of high school. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I thought s- you were talking about last year. No, no, no. I said it. I, I said it, though. Okay, no, sorry. Whatever, whatever. But basically, I was like, I was doing this thing where I would, after school, I, well, okay. I guess, in a weird way, my days weren't, didn't start in the morning. They started the night before. And you'll kind of see why when I tell you my schedule. Mm-hmm. And the night before, I would try to spend some time playing video games with homies. And then I would get this overwhelming sense that I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail at life. It was crazy. It would just hit me like boom, like halfway through playing video games. So then what I would do is I would, I mean, I found a lot of good resources to study, but I kind of like made, like made them like my life, you know? So there was this, um, SAT study guide Mm -hmm. and it had practice SATs. So I would spend like 30 minutes studying a specific, section for the SAT and then I would take an entire SAT test following the the timing rules and everything meaning that I would take a multi-hour test uh, and this was for like a week long during um this is like a, a I did this for like a week so every oh night every night I would take a multi-hour test at night just to you know try to get my skills up my my scores up you know dude i don't think i ever took an sat practice test in my entire like my mom would buy me like the books right from like college board or whatever yeah i never took a single test well, for me i would do them online i still have an sat practice in my bookshelf damn um and then i would go to bed i would i would obviously undersleep because um a pro a, a byproduct of this is that i like like in my own self in my own brain i kind of split into two there was my rebel self that wanted to live and then there was the one that i was trying like, and then there was like you know the one that wanted to be an achiever mm-hmm. and so i would wrestle with those and so like i would finish these tests and it's like 2 a.m i'm tired and then the rebel self kicked in it's like i'm i'm not gonna give in so i'm gonna go play video games and you know it's like yeah you know yeah. I, would, I would get four hours of sleep so i would get to school i'd sleep in second period i would finish school and then my day would end when I would get home and I would pass out for two or three hours. And then I would wake up and start the day, start my quote-unquote day, oh, which started at night. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a crazy schedule. And so and so I did that for a little bit, and then it really hit me whenever I got denied to both A&M and UT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of it was timing. I messed up. I was late on submissions. Uh, and obviously, I, like, my scores weren't the, like, the best. Um, but you know, better I think, than mine. <laughs> I, My I mean, SAT scores were not the best because I didn't study at all. I just took it. Right. I mean, you're the one that still got into Baylor, though. The fucking props. Well, because I went to. I know, I know, but I'm saying like, like. Basically, you got somewhere better with doing less work. That's yeah. called efficiency. Anyways, but that's besides the point. What I'm trying to say is that like, I think whenever I put all that effort. My SAT scores, like, I had this friend, he didn't even try, he got, like, near a perfect score, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, obviously I struggle with, like, maybe I'm stupid, maybe, you know, the, the whole negatives that come from it. And then, me too. And then, you know, it hit me, kind of what we've been talking about, it's this realization that, like, you know, what is effort, you know, what what am I really going for? You know, what what is, 
what is this? Yeah. You know, what am I? And it was really cool because at the same time I was in this club, it's the TED Ed Club. And so they were asking us just in the club meetings, like, okay, well, what's your passion? What's something that gets your heart racing? That's how they would say it. Oh, I love that. And, and you know, and it's like, I kind of realized that, like, you know, there's, you know, I I, I kind of, I, I run with this exercise with some people sometimes, but basically I tell them to list all the activities they've ever liked to do, even as children, and rate the pros and cons from them. And why, why is that was something that they did, you know? And it was really cool because I kind of did that mentally and, and I realized just how much I enjoy teamwork and, you know, specific roles within a team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, once I kind of realized that, I don't know. It's like, my I had a teacher and he used to say, "Don't chase the grade, let the chase, let the grade chase you." And I never really understood that until I got into college, because, yeah. by just being myself, seeking out people to talk to, making connections with people, um, you know, like I'm not gonna lie, like I I can't really really say that I worked very hard, but I got consistently good grades. You know, and and I did very well. And I got invited into clubs that had just opened. So I got opportunities to be on boards. I got opportunities to talk to people that are really cool to talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I got all of that by just realizing that, that, you know, obviously, you you know, people that don't really understand the concept we're talking about could say, well, duh, grades don't matter that much. But we're not saying, I guess we're not trying to say grades don't matter. We're just trying to say by real, you know, we've realized how much our time matters and how much mm-hmm. our self-discovery matters. And we just happen to discover it by realizing, by transitioning from grades to something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. By putting a lot of work into something and seeing that, like, you know, this can't be what life is about. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not saying don't get good grades. <laughs> right, right. We're just saying. And we're also not saying that, like, mm-hmm. we're also not saying, like, that, you know, school doesn't matter either. Like, you know. Yeah. Education is super important. Right. You don't want to be ignorant. Right. And, but at the same time, we're focusing on education, not grades, which are two very different things. Yeah. (coughs) But yeah. Yeah, Because you can learn a lot and not get the best grades, or you can not learn a lot. And get super grades. Yeah. I got what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) I think I said that backwards. In a little bit, but I... I think people understand. Yeah, because, I mean, like, well, okay, I should should say, like, I read Make It Stick, which is what really taught me about, um, which, this can be a whole different episode, but it taught me about um, spaced repetition and, um, like, cognitive functions that happen in your brain when you're learning and how to best learn and retain information and memory um and I guess that book really taught me how to learn the same amount Mm -hmm. but work less hard yeah so you know you it's better to work or to learn something 20 minutes every day as opposed to cramming it one night yeah but that's a little bit off topic um but I guess I was gonna go into like sometimes when you focus just on the grade 
or, you know, you just cram and you don't actually focus on learning the material, it's like, okay, then why are you even going to class? Why are you paying for college if you're not going to learn things? Right. You know, and I mean, like last semester, no, fall semester, Mm -hmm. I was taking marketing um, and I got a B and I tried so hard in that class. I was so disappointed um, because I was like... I don't know, I was getting, like, imposter syndrome, I guess. But I, like, didn't understand how I could try so hard and get such a bad grade. But at the end of the day, because I tried so hard, I learned so much. Right. So the grade equivalent of that, I mean, I've gotten better grades in classes that I don't even understand as much as I did in marketing because I put so much effort into getting a better grade. Right. So, I don't know, that just really shows me that... And I guess it should show a lot of people that grades aren't really, uh, dif- like it doesn't define you and it doesn't show you that um, you really understand the material. Yeah. And I would go a step further and say that grades can't define you. Like we can try to define ourselves by our grade, but they're, they're never going to accurately give us an identity, you know? They're never going to truly make us alive, you know? Yeah. And if we try to do that, we're going to, you know, we're same gonna, with work. Yeah, literally. Or anything that you like, hold on to for dear life. Right. It's like you should. I don't know. I guess that's my personal opinion. Yeah. You can't make your career or your work or school your only thing that you live for. Right. You're gonna lose yourself in that. Right, and truly, what where you find yourself is at the cross section of all these things, like how all these things came together like you know how did someone end up going to this school and then going to this other school and then going to this club and then going to this other club and then also being a realtor hint hint i'm afraid to somebody here you know it's like how all these things fit in together the cross section of that is you so you can find yourself within these fields but those fields cannot define you only you can do that by realizing yeah you know what i mean yeah it's like you're a bunch of things but those individual things aren't you yeah right i will say working very hard and like getting really in i don't know it's it's really cool because like you got into a flow state and you enjoyed it but you're you kind of realize it's like i enjoy this but i'm more than this you know it's like yeah and that's i don't know about you but like whenever i experienced that it was like i felt anxiety anxiety at first but then i felt a lot of peace because then i i recognized well okay what I just did, this isn't who I, this isn't who I have to be. Yeah. And there's more than this. And so it's like, even though I don't see it, see beyond yet, like, just, I know that there's more than that because I've been past this big thing, you know, that everyone tells you that this is it. If you can work this, you know, like, this is one dude that a lot of people like on YouTube and it's, he worked for like, what, like, he, I, I think he said that he studied for 12 hours a day for a whole year, right? I think he's a big dude for Pomodoro Method. Yeah. No, I'm not hitting on the dude. Or I'm not. <laughs> You're hitting on the dude. I'm not. I'm not. You know, telling saying that he's trash or whatever. But you know, that's kind of like the mentality that people praise. You know, it's like if you can do that, then you're gonna be a god at everything. You know, and you're gonna be the number one. Yeah. You know, but but then you kind of realize it's like, you know, good for that guy. But. You know, once you pass that and you do that once for yourself, you kind of realize like. You know, you basically get the chance to discover whether that's you or not, you know? Yeah. 
And I mean, doing that for a little bit, like I said, I got like euphoria afterwards. Right. Like when I was listening to music, like the dopamine that I got from that is like, I've never gotten that before. And it's like when you listen to so much music all the time, you don't get the same hit. Yeah. Like the same dopamine. Music it doesn't, doesn't hit the same. Right. Yeah. But, you know, spending 12 hours in front of your computer, no music, no sound. Music is the best thing ever after. Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. I think everyone needs a little bit of that. A yeah. little bit of discipline to be able to sit down and focus for long periods of time. But that shouldn't be your everyday. Right. That's very true. Like, it, it's about the balance. Mm-hmm. You know? And... Like I will tell you I've been I've been in points where I've been able to sustain the balance and wow like the feeling of aliveness you get I don't know if you've been there yet but the feeling I'm of aliveness on that. Like, I go to very extremes right but I'm working on the balance Whenever thing. you're on the balance on so many things and then you realize how you are and how amazing it feels to wake up and like like for example Whenever I found the balance in terms of school and then I found the balance in terms of work and then I'm talking to people, like, I just can't help but be charming or I can't help but be excited about whatever I talk about and then be excited about them, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And then usually in those moments are the times where I give the, not a best advice, but when I talk the best to people, when I connect the deepest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like whenever I say something and I'm really proud of what I said. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and, you know. Yeah, and, and it's exciting. It's like, that's, you get that through the balance. Um, and something I learned today um, is um, about how how we have to be, we have to take a different posture for to get there. And, and I'm not going to go completely into it, mm-hmm. but when I say posture, it's like the attitude. And I've noticed how much part of the culture that we're talking about is about how we're supposed to hurry to everything. Everything we're supposed to do as quick as possible, as much, basically, uh, efficiency. Yeah. And and I kind of realized about how, you know, how this grind mentality mixes with with hurrying, and it just leaves you with no space. Yeah. Like, how can we be surprised when we're burnt out whenever... That's how we live. We live to 100% of our time. We're putting in 100% effort for whatever we're doing. And then we're always hurrying to the next thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like that's, that that attitude, that, that posture, it never leaves us, you know, to realize how important the... I'm not going to be cheesy and say the journey is, but, you know, some of the most important things that I've... Like some of the most important times that I can attribute in my college career have been in between classes. You know, like, if you ask me how I've gotten most of my recommendation letters, it's like right after class. Instead of running out to my next class or running out to my bed to do homework or running out to my bed to sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of running places, I just walk and I talk, you know? Yeah. Now, everyone's different. Like, I'm not saying everyone has to walk and talk. (laughs) Yeah. Cold call, you know, cold talk to people. But I'm mostly saying, like, you know, when you do things without hurry, it's kind of it kind of goes back to like the 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 subconscious, the speed, you know, that I'm kind of talking about. It's like yeah. you're actually giving yourself time. It's weird cuz I'm talking about something that I don't really know the name of, right? But mm-hmm. it's by not being hurried, you avoid so much 
And, and that, that almost sounds like, like, you know, like ironic. Cause like usually when you hurry somewhere, you feel like you're avoiding being late or you're avoiding missing out or you're avoiding, you know, it's like, you know, if everyone thinks about it, like if we're shopping at Black Friday, you know, yeah. if you hurry, then you're not going to be the, the one that's stuck out. Right. Yeah. But you realize by actually being the slow, not slow one, but by taking your time, you know, it's like, okay, you go get your TV that you're going to turn on twice a year and I'm going to go over here, end up having a beautiful conversation with the cashier. You know yeah. What I mean? And guess what? This cashier ended up being, I don't know, a con, like ended up being a work, like a side worker <clears throat> at a place I love going to, to go eat. So guess what? Now I'm getting, you know employee coupons every weekend you know what i mean yeah like like yeah that it's kind of weird to quantify the value that talking to other people and and growing yourself is but i guess what i'm trying to say is just like you know that task-oriented mindset makes us into robots and we're not robots we're meant to live something more and so for me i'm specifically talking about how my something more my passion my love is the specific interaction with people and just digging down real deep into a, into a person and then exploring things that maybe they didn't think about. Like, that's my passion, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep talking about talking to people. But whatever someone else's more than this is, you know, it's like, put time into that. You know, sometimes it's art. You know, it's like, instead of, like, rushing from class to classes, like, bring your art stuff to school and crochet at school. Do art at school. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about crocheting. When you said art, I was like, I want to bring my crochet stuff to school. Yes. You see? <laughs> like, in between classes, maybe it'll spark a conversation with dude, someone. Right? And, like, like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but I just thought about, like, you've been asking the question of how do you meet people in college? You know, how do you make friends that you genuinely want to? And, you know, it's like, how do I make it not be work? Oh, my God. Do your passion out in public. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, our passions shouldn't be this thing we're ashamed about. It's like, oh, I can only do my unproductive thing in my room. <laughs> right? Know? It's like, no, dude. Like, even if your passion is watching movies, watch a movie out in the cafeteria and see if another movie nerd walks up to you and is like, oh, that scene, you know, the color browns display too much. And you're like, you know what? Actually, I I also thought that, too. Let's talk movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even like introverts, that. you know, even introverts, like, like introverts can sometimes connect by just being introverted next to each other. You know, it's like, yeah, there's so many ways. And I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it all centers about, you know, being using that time instead of hurrying over that time. It's using it in a way that, you know, that represents you. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean like force yourself to do things you don't want to do. It's like, oh, <clears throat> you know, I'm tired today. And I'm hungry, but, you know, I'm going to crochet out in public uh, because, uh, you know, uh, something. <laughs> yeah, you know? don't make it a task, basically. Exactly. It's, like, I'm not going to, I'm avoiding bringing, really, too much religion into it. But there's, there's a specific passage that, you know, that's apparently mistranslated. You know, in, in the Bible, they say that Jesus says, um, go and make the, go and make the disciples of all nations and stuff like that, right? It's like the core identity of being a Christian. It's going out and talking about this, right? Yeah. But when you actually go to the original translation, the original word that they used, I forgot it. I had to refine it. it doesn't say go. It says as you go. 
which sounds mm. like such a sounds like such a minute thing, but it's not saying make your task your sole task in life, your sole identity. Yeah, to doing be a this. missionary. Right. It, it's what it's saying is as you go in these places where you go, your life circles, your work, your school. Yeah. As you're living your life in the way that is yours. Express this now. You know that's specifically in the Christianity field, but the way that you can take this out of that is, as you go live your life. You know, like don't make your life goal your passion, because then you're just making your pa- You know, you're exploiting your passion in a way, mm-hmm. right? But as you live your life, express your passion, and communicate with other people, and surround yourself with people that you know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is as you go, and so it's like yeah. I guess like. The thing I'm trying to say is, like, rather than making your posture to go somewhere and hurry there, because we we have to get from A to B for some reason, it's make your life's mission as you go. As you live your life, what are you going to do? Not what are you going to do with your life? You know, that's the question that we're all asking ourselves. Yeah. But rather it's like, what are we going to go? What are we going to do as we live our life? You know? Yeah. Instead of where are we going to hurry to, it's, you know, I guess I, I get... I beat the point up, but you you guys get it. (laughs) I like that. I've also noticed that whenever I'm hurrying, I lose time faster, and (laughs) I don't really... Like we said, we don't really go anywhere. We're just kind of losing time faster. Right. (laughs) It's like, wow, great. Yeah. I'm not anywhere better than I was before. Yeah. (laughs) I just got there faster. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think that wraps our episode. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Quick thing, I know we brought up a few books today. Oh my god, long episode today. Um, so I wanted to kind of say the books we talked about. I I was I referenced a book called Hairbrain Tortoise Mind by Guy Claxton. Um, Maria rec- referenced two books, Make It Stick by Peter C. Brown and Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so today you get to make the honors with any recommendations music episode uh, book anything like that Ooh, i'll do a song recommendation because this is a song i was listening to in the shower um after my binge homework session (laughs) it's called um did i love you like i promised to by flip turn oh it's a good one yeah it's a beautiful song um for me i dedicate it to my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) she's so cute and I guess for me, um, oh, I'll do a rec- a song recommendation, but it's not a lyric one. Um, it's called Beautiful Strangers by Kevin Morby. It's not a short song, but that's kind of the point. It's a song that you're supposed to like lose track of time in and just remember how nice things can be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> also, count how many times I say yeah throughout this podcast. I've said it so many times. Oh my gosh. What are some things that I... What's that one thing I always say? You know. Oh, I say you know too much. <laughs> oh, have I said you know a lot? No, you haven't. Oh, I haven't? No, no not this episode. Okay. Well... But I have said yeah throughout the episode, <laughs> so like, take a shot every time I say yeah. <laughs> You can play a, a drinking game to a podcast. Right? <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in. I'm Maria. And I'm Alejandro. And we'll see you next episode. <laughs>